how do you even start this one? It's cold. It's windy. There's blue skies and it's sunny. But you don't want to go out there because the wind will whip you silly. Monday, November 22nd, 2021. I'm Stephen Sersky. Thanks for joining me. Been an interesting weekend. Uh, it's gotten really cold, and they uh, did say that it was going to uh, last week. This actually has uh, sparked a bit of an imagination, imagine uh, a bit of an um, idea fest, if you will. Why did Beijing want to secure, or why did China want to secure, the uh, Winter Olympics for 2022? Well, one of the things that this country is very proud of is its, its lengthy history, and like Rome, it, not not Italy necessary, but Rome, like ancient Rome, they had uh, was it the Sabine texts that uh, not the Sabine, the Sibylline texts. What was it? Oh goodness, I should know. This. I have a degree in it, but they recorded just like your sort of day to day or your annual sort of inventory of what went on. And I think they had temperatures. I'm not sure. The Greeks had it as well, like the celestial bodies. That's why uh, a lot of our planets are named after Greek names is because they just tracked them. They had people who were watching these things. So likewise, with, with China, they do have a lengthy history of tracking agricultural, lunar, solar weather patterns, things like this. And so I was kind of wondering if maybe that's why they wanted the 2022 Olympics. Because they knew that according to the certain cycles, the greatest possibility of having the best conditions for the Winter Olympics would be in 2022. Likewise with 2008, maybe that was more political, uh, more economic than anything else. I don't know. But I'm only thinking of this because it's cold outside and it's windy. I'm going, why? We already had snow. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, did I mention it was cold outside? It's gotten to the point where it's like, do I wear my parka or do I wear two sweaters? And the reason I would wear two sweaters is because if I cycle to work, I have my sort of normal cycling or running workout gear that's decently warm on most days. Like, it keeps me all right. Um, but then it's like you need an extra sweater on top of that. Well, that's the, uh, the sort of point that we are we're at right now. Um, and it was, it's been windy as, as ever, uh, it's been pretty, uh, hectic out there, nothing, a lot of leaves, a lot of dust, like yesterday was very dusty, uh, I can't remember Saturday exactly, but, uh, I think Saturday, yeah, Saturday was a bit dusty as well, but, but that was probably a bit more pollution than yesterday was dust, uh, and then today is just clear skies, but the, the wind is absolutely vicious. One thing that I did get to do this past weekend was go see the latest James Bond movie. Though if you have seen it, the next one might not be a James Bond movie. Spoiler alert. Interesting transition. They did offer up a few clues of what could happen, where the franchise could go, and I hate to say that the franchise because James Bond and the 007 moniker, the name, the character, the stories. It's never been a franchise. It's always been almost personal. It's not like 
Marvel is a franchise, but it, it was always like that, right? Like they always had so many characters that they've been tying into each other. But that was the comic book franchise, and they made it into movies. I guess I'm more thinking about the movies and the series that constantly breed sequels upon sequels, as if the first movie, the first story, forget about the movie, the first story didn't complete everything, right? Uh, Tropic Thunder, one of my favorite comedy movies, pokes fun at this, where, uh, what's a, Tug Speedman is in how many different sequels because it just keeps on happening, the same thing keeps on happening, the same guy gets called in. James Bond was never like that. And with this latest one, I sort of wonder if we've seen the bookends of of the franchise and of the character of the story, which is kind of depressing when you think about it. Because when you see something like this happen, I'm pretty sure you can figure out what's happened already. But you're kind of like, that's, that's how it happens? Really? All of all the experience this guy has, that is the way it happens. I have a theory, though, that it might not be the complete end. There's also the whole idea that they might not so much Marvel Universe this where they start piecing together in like alternate universes and blah, 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 blah. But like they might go back to earlier James Bond stuff, mid-career. So like, so there was a whole, like Daniel Craig as James Bond, as 007 James Bond, which in the movie they point out 007, it's just a number. And this is said to a West African diasporian, uh, I forget her name, um, but she is 007, according to, uh, uh, what's the organization that employs them? I can't remember. Um, MI6? Is that what who it is? The, the British Secret Service. Anyway, but she's been employed in the role, she's been promoted to the role of 007, so like, yeah, it's just a number. So I could see where they would sort of take the, uh, the franchise from there in that regard, in terms of the 007 moniker. But in terms of the James Bond character, what happens, right? Uh, I guess it was a good movie. Interesting, well-paced, lots of explosions and shit like that. Great stuff. A um, little bit, sometimes you're like, what? No, don't do that. Oh, you did. Why did you do that? Kind of cheesy writing at times. It did tie up a lot of loose ends, I think, and it does... It ends Daniel Craig's run as James Bond. And I think he said, he came out and said, he's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> 15 years, that's enough. Five movies, six movies, that's enough. I think he was having a, a time of it because it is kind of physical demanding. My idea is that uh, maybe going forward, there might be, they're, they're giving themselves some room to clone, genetically modify, or somehow recreate James Bond. Right, so that the idea would be, like in this movie, there's a lot of talk about nanobots, DNA, uh, DNA is sort of uh, databases and stuff like that, targeting certain genetics and things like that. I wonder if just going forward in ten years' time, we're gonna see like a cloned James Bond, and he's gonna walk on out. Again, your typical British uh, tuxedo wearing, most likely Caucasian spy agent and they'll look at him and go hmm he looks a little bit different but he talks the same 
sort of like that sort of play out of what could happen. In the meantime, we might see a bit of a, a derivation, a bit more of a, uh, um, I want to say social media friendly, but uh, they might try out a few other things with the franchise just to see where they could go with it. Not entirely sure. I was, I want to say I was, I'm not disappointed. It was more like, wow, no way. Because I've all, last 15 years, I've almost grown up with, uh, Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan; those were the the Bonds in my lifetime. So as far I, as far as I remember, going before Pierce Brosnan, I can't remember too much. Same with like Michael Keaton was the the Batman, the original Batman. Then um, Christian Bale came in and did Batman for um, Christopher Nolan, right? Same thing like that. So like, who is the real Batman in your in your mind? Who is the real Bond in your mind? A lot of people point to Sean Connery or whoever. But uh, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, you know, Daniel Craig has played the role for uh, quite a while. Uh, I just wanted him to be happy, you know? I just wanted to be happy, that's it. And uh, I, don't, I don't know if he got that, sadly. Um, other than that, other than my uh, experience with the James Bond movie, the 007 No Time to Die movie, um, I did uh, go to a, my second class for Chinese this was interesting because uh, I got sidetracked on Saturday. Not so much sidetracked. I knew what I, I knew, like because I had worked on Saturday. Didn't get home until five five thirty or so. Had to get some things done. Then we made dinner. Dinner took a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. And uh, what ended up ha- happening was I never did focus on my my Chinese studies that I was supposed to do on Saturday night in preparation for Sunday morning's class. And you'll remember I was saying, oh yeah, I'll just spend Saturday night studying, which apparently hasn't happened yet. So Sunday morning, I go finish up the rest of my my homework in a a rush uh, with my girlfriend giving me half the answers, uh, which my teacher did compliment me on. Thank you. Uh, But uh, apparently I am supposed to write down my homework because it it would take too long to speak all the way through them. Okay, duly noted. I didn't know I wasn't instructed. I wasn't sure. But I'll remember that for the next time. Next, I got to better prepare the next lesson. And this became a little bit more apparent where, uh, so there's four people in the class as far as I know. And to date, I mean, I've met everybody, but so yesterday we only had three people. So it was the other guy uh, who's been in the class for a while, uh, the girl, and then me. So it was my second class. The girl's been there both classes, but uh, yesterday the Canadian guy wasn't there, but the American guy was. So with this, I could see that they had already prepared. Um, They probably had expected sort of how the class was going to move forward. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I mean, I had read the text so I understood, but what we got, well, what was getting me, was that when we were reading through the text, and I hope this gets better going forward. And I'm not used to this because when I've read texts before, I haven't had anyone ask me, "What did you just read?" I've never thought of it. Usually, when I'm reading a Chinese text, I'm concentrating on character recognition and tone, and overall just being able to follow along. Well, all of a sudden, my teacher asked me, so Steve, what did you, th- what did you get from that first paragraph? I'm like, well, I don't know, it's about this. Like, I directly said, it's about a woman who gets a pill because she's sick. 
And my teacher's like, that's what you got from it? It was all a metaphor uh, for how the child-parent relationship it can cause sickness for the parents because they're so worried about their children, right? So this is that was the metaphor that was going on, um, given that the unit's title was something like the relationship between parents and children, something along those lines, uh, which touches on the Xiaojing concept, the filial piety, uh, whereas the children are supposed to show respect or kowtow or defer to the parents, right? That's the overall idea. Whereas this opening paragraph was about this lady going to a doctor to get a pill because her, her head was hurting. I'm like, well, that's, isn't that what happened? So I just read it sort of directly because I was only reading it directly and I was only concentrating on character recognition and being able to pronounce the char characters properly. I wasn't concerned too much about the meaning. I don't know why I wasn't concentrating on the meaning because if I, if I wanted to get the meaning, what I would have to do is I would have to read, concentrate on character pronunciation, character recognition, tone pronunciation, and then translation as I go, which sounds like a lot of things to do, and it is when you're at this level. Now, the point of taking this class and being in such an intense class is to push beyond that barrier where I'm able to re speed read something and go, okay, I don't have to think about all how to pronounce each and every character and all the characters that I, I don't have to uh, worry about recognizing every character because I know all the characters. I know how they could sound if I were to say it out loud, but instead I could just read the characters for meaning. This is a step. This is a big step in terms of reading Chinese, reading a character-based language. It's, it's a bizarre way to sort of understand how language works and to be able to do it, it's a lot different than dealing with something like English where, you know, the character A has a couple of different pronunciations, which that's why you'll hear uh, people who, who, who aren't naturalized English speakers, and not native necessarily, but naturalized English speakers, they will make mistakes, pronunciation mistakes, based, even though they're reading the same letter, they will make that mistake because they might not have been exposed as much to the different sounds of that one letter. But with characters, you have the meaning, you have the tone, and then when you put that character with another character, it means a different word. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more difficult because there's more characters than there are letters in the Roman alphabet and the Latin alphabet, which is what English uses. But it's not an impossible challenge. So this morning, actually, I did one other thing. And what I tried to do was, I want, I want to do two things. Number one, I want to create an audio file of all of vocabulary in my, in my units that we've covered so far. So every unit is going to have one audio file of all of vocabulary, 30 words total. I wanted it read by a Chinese speaker, which meant that I, I had basically two options. Get someone to do it for me, or use a dictionary that has this feature, and that dictionary would be Pleco. Very famous, just about everybody has it who's studying Chinese. I did a screen recording of me typing in the words into Pleco and then pressing the Pleco play button twice so I get both voices, the female voice and the male voice. And then from there, I took the audio from the video, removed all the silence, and now I have a two-minute 
audio file. The problem is, is that's too fast. So when I said there's, there's two goals I wanted, number one, I want to see if I could do it all on my phone. There's all those technological, uh, technological blah, blah, blah. And number two, I wanted to see if it was possible to create something like this, like a word list where it'd be easy to share this uh, with someone else, with other people. So that was a, that's what I tried to do. I did got most of it done. Um, the audio file, though it's two minutes, it's too fast, so I need to add spaces, which means I'd have to take it to my computer to actually work on a different program. Because the one I was using here, Audio Lab, which is a very great, good program, I even thought about buying it, like making a purchase or a contribution, but I couldn't because the thing crashed every time I tried to do it, um, which you know was kind of a signal, I guess. But um, I'm like, okay, so... I might have to take this to my computer, use Audacity, add some uh, silence in there or something, and just make sure that it's been, uh, it's sort of one it's one file, but it has enough room for it to breathe, where you listen to the words, you have time to th- say it out loud or think about what its meaning is, and then you can move on to the next. Overall, I do feel a lot more confident with my Chinese so far, like literally with the two classes that I've had, the six hours total. It's, I can hear it already. Like I'm, I'm talking in full sentences more than, more than I was before to other people, uh, which is a fantastic step uh, in terms of uh, my development in Chinese. And now I'm looking at March. I'm going, yep, it's HSK5 test looks a little bit more realistic at this point. Although my teacher at, uh, at the school, she says HSK is basically about speed reading. So it's vocabulary and reading very fast that's it i'm like yep i can do that <laughs> that's what i'm working on heck i've been sight reading in this class for the last two classes and uh i'm i'm treading water okay so i think the hsk5 stuff is doable given my current level of chinese knowledge we'll leave it there it's monday i know uh beginning of the week i've already uh, sort of given you guys a bit of spoilers about the new uh James Bond movie, No Time to Die. And then, of course, giving you another update on my Chinese class. I know you might be tired of hearing about it, but I'll tell you, it's something that's very relevant to my life right now. And I'm looking at it much as I have studied other languages in an academic context with Chinese, studying it much like a lot of the English students out there. And when you study it, you can use it right away. There's no delay. You can literally go to class, learn something that you can then apply, at least in most scenarios. And most, hopefully your classes are doing that. If they're not doing that, then why are you taking that class? We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening, uh, guys and girls, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Show notes on stephensirsky.com. Hope you guys have a great week. Have a great Monday and a good start of the week. All the best. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.